We want to uh, pair border security with Ukraine because I think we get bipartisan agreement on both of those matters. We have obligations and we have things that we can and should do around the world, but we have to take care of our own house first. And as long as the border's wide open, we're opening ourselves up for, for great threat. And uh, again, it's just a matter of principle that we, we're going to take care of a, a border in Ukraine. We need to take care of America's border as well. Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, um, making sense, which will always get you in big trouble in Washington, D.C. Nothing gets you in trouble like the truth. Jimi Hendrix was anti-communist. He was in favor of America's intervention in Vietnam. A little surprising, maybe, huh? And he served in the uh, United States Army for a period of time. I don't think he was very good at it, but they weren't the biggest fans of his performance in the Army. <laughs> well, happy Friday and uh, and welcome back. We are at 888-630-9625. I want to update you on a Democrat by the name of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, and then I want to get to the border. We open with a border and the, and, uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson and and uh, he is, uh, I think he's, I'm, I'm optimistic, I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. And he speaks well. Did you notice that? I, I think if your job title is going to be Speaker, you should be able to speak well. And, of course, Kevin McCarthy does not speak well by any definition. And, and it was always embarrassing playing sound, by, sound bites of uh, Kevin McCarthy because he would mangle the English language like, uh, you know, a nightclub, nightclub comic uh, would uh, mangle the language on purpose. But uh, setting that aside, let me get back to this Democrat donor Sam Bankman-Fried because he uh, the news media will not frame it this way because they're crooked. But the crypto king, you know, this cryptocurrency stuff, I, I got uh, the moment I heard about that, not that I have, you know, billions of dollars to go throwing around, but uh, the moment I heard about this crypto Stuff. I said, well, you, really? Because uh, this is, you know, like a board game, isn't it? This is not money. And I know a lot of people made a lot of money off of it because it went from nothing to a lot in no time at all. But in any case, this guy's a pretty good example of that. Became, a, you know, a huge multi-billionaire in no time at all. Crypto king Sam Bankman-Fried convicted of multi-billion dollar FTX fraud. Now, he was, the verdict came in just uh, shy of one year after FTX filed for bankruptcy in a swift corporate meltdown that shocked financial markets and erased his estimated $26 billion personal fortune. You know what that reminds me of? Bud Light losing $27 billion. <laughs> $27 billion because this uh, woman, Elisa Heinerscheid, from Harvard and the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania was hired for all the wrong reasons to be the boss at Bud Light. And she said, I know, let's make it the leading transgender beer. And she made $27 billion disappear. Honestly, Bernie Madoff died in prison and he made $13 billion disappear. Alyssa Heinerscheid's at the beach somewhere having a pina colada today, taking walks in the rain. So FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried was found guilty on Thursday of stealing from customers of his now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange in one of the biggest financial frauds on record, that would mean in history, 
a verdict that uh, cemented the 31-year-old former billionaire's fall from grace. It's an extraordinary story. It really is. I assume they're in the midst of making a motion picture about this. Now, according to the Reuters news agency, a 12-member jury in Manhattan federal court convicted Bankman Freed on all seven counts he faced after a month-long trial in which prosecutors made the case that he looted $8 billion from the exchange's users out of sheer greed. It's greed, nothing but a greed. And uh, it is, you know, just billions and billions of dollars. Don't, don't let this stuff bother you, honestly. So the charges were uh, wire fraud, wire fraud, uh, two counts of wire fraud, good for 20 years each, 20 years in a penitentiary each, Conspiracy to commit wire fraud, two counts, 20 years each. Now, if you're convicted of wire fraud, is conspiracy to commit wire fraud really a separate offense? You know, you committed the crime. I mean, if you don't commit the crime, then maybe I could see conspiracy to commit the crime might be a crime. But if you actually do it, should that really be a separate crime? I, uh, you know, I robbed a bank. So you're convicted of bank robbery. Um, did you talk to someone else about it before you robbed the bank? Yes. Well, that's conspiracy to commit bank robbery. Isn't the actual crime the thing? Well, never mind. So uh, two counts of wire fraud, uh, 20 years each, found guilty. Two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, 20 years each. Conspiracy to commit securities fraud, uh, five years for uh, that one. Conspiracy to commit commodities fraud, five years in prison. Conspiracy to commit money laundering, like the Biden family does all over the place, 20 years. So he's... uh, 40, 80, 110 years. That's 110 years in prison that he's facing uh, because he's been convicted of those crimes. Now, the, uh, the, the, the Damian Williams, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, said yesterday, Sam Bankman Freed perpetrated one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. This case has always been about lying, cheating, and stealing. I keep thinking of the Biden family, interestingly. And we have no patience for it. He said, well, like somebody's mom. And we have no patience. We have no patience for that. Well, I hope not. You're the U.S. attorney, and he's committing all these felonies. So I'm glad you have no patience for that, given your job title and all that stuff. So we got, uh, we've got that. And Sam Bankman-Fried is looking at 110. Some uh, news reports are saying 115 years in prison uh, because he ripped off all these people and stole billions of dollars, which, you know, the thing is, the Democrats were fine with this guy. They were very happy with this guy because he's one of them, naturally. The, the New York Post reported October 2nd of 2023. The headline is, Sam Bankman Freed wanted to pay Donald Trump $5 billion to not run for president again. Sorry, what? He's a uh, so he's a Trump-hating uh, Democrat and one of the biggest thieves in the history of the world. Sam Bankman-Fried, the indicted former bank bankrupt cr- cryptocurrency exchange FTX um, uh, uh, guru, wanted to pay Donald Trump five billion dollars in exchange for not running for president again. If someone wanted to pay me five billion dollars to not run for president, I would take it. You know, but that's. I have different circumstances then. 
than Donald Trump. It's unclear if the 31-year-old crypto kingpin, a prolific donor to the Democratic Party before his company imploded last fall, ever actually offered up the bribe. It would be a bribe, that's true. Pretty amazing, uh, amazing stuff. So um, the uh, Bankman Freed actually uh, 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 not clear whether he corresponded with Trump, but The Big Short, The Big Short is a book written by biographer Michael Lewis. And uh, Lewis and The Big Short, the author, says among those who uh, got to know Bankman Freed before the FTX implosion while conducting research on his book form, Going Infinite was going to be the name of the book. The Rise and Fall of a New Tycoon, uh, which is uh, said to be released soon. And Lewis said a, uh, during a 60 Minutes interview that uh, the number was kicking around $5 billion. When I was talking to Sam Bankman-Fried about his $5 billion thing, Sam wasn't sure the number came directly from Trump. Uh, see, they're claiming Trump said, okay, give me five, because it's always Trump is the bad guy here. But Sam Bankman-Fried is actually the bad guy, and he's going to go to prison probably for the rest of his life. You know, Bernie Madoff died in prison, but Alyssa Heinerscheid at Bud Light made $27 billion, disappeared, and she's at the beach. I'll bet she's still collecting her uh, salary. That's what I'll bet. Harvard, you know, I assume she's an anti-Semite. But the Sam Bankman-Fried, and then I want to move on to the the border, but the Sam Bankman-Fried thing is is, you know, just another Democrat. Like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Huge Democrat, huge Democrat donor, right? Um, uh, Bill Clinton, just thinking of Democrat criminals. (laughs) And uh, so many of them. But the the Time magazine, is that still out there? Time magazine, that still exists? In December of 2022, December 14th of 2022, here's what we know about Sam Bankman-Fried's political donations. And they... They try to hedge and be weasels, of course, because they, they're they weasels and they're a Democrat Party front group. Sam Bankman-Fried was a huge political donor, according to public records. Sam Bankman-Fried contributed more than $70 million to the election campaigns in, uh, in less than 18 months, placing him among the nation's top political donors. He personally gave at least $40 million to politicians and political action committees ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. Time magazine says mostly to Democrats and left-leaning groups, all except one. And the one was somebody who was trying to bribe to uh, make cryptocurrency more more friendly, Uh, making him the second top overall donor to the Democrats only behind George Soros, according to the Center for Responsive Politics. They track this sort of thing. So George Soros, the number one donor to the Democrat Party, because he wants to destroy the world. He's Satan on earth. But uh, never mind that. But you can't say that because he's Jewish. And any reference to George Soros, the Democrats deem to be anti-Semitic. And then you see him come parading out of the closet like a German panzer division in more ways than one. They're kind of like a German pansy division. Eh? 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 Or panties division. They're, but they are. So uh, the, uh, uh, second only to George Soros in terms of being a Democrat Party donor. And uh, that is not really a big deal.
Uh, and that's not going to be mentioned in any of the, the reporting about his, his conviction, maybe on Newsmax TV. But uh, really, beyond that, you're not going to see anybody mention that, that he is second only to George Soros, Sam Bankman-Fried, donating to the Democrat Party and left-wing causes. Because if you're a criminal, naturally, the Democrat Party is the party for you. Now, let's go to the border. So congratulations to Sam Bankman-Fried on 110 years in prison and, and maybe more. Um, just, I mean, it's a terrible story. And, and this whole cryptocurrency thing seemed like a good idea. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, but let's get, uh, let's get to the border because the, the crazy, crazy Democrat Party is everywhere. And I'll get to the ballot box stuffing scandal in Connecticut and the judge overturning an election. Just don't say that it actually happened. Now, um, it started because I, I saw a story about um, a yet another. You know, I've, I've told you about the Brazilian national who was convicted of murdering 11 people in Brazil. And, and then, oh, and then... Um, and then escaped. He escaped prison in, in Brazil. And he naturally came to the United States of America because that's what you do if you murdered 11 people, were convicted of murdering 11 people, and then you escaped from prison in Brazil, probably with the help of uh, bad people. But Boston ICE agents catch Brazilian illegal immigrant wanted for 11 murders. And this is an amazing story for a bunch of reasons. Uh, but, you know, that's, uh, that's, that pretty much sums it up. Convicted of, of murdering 11 people, he was sentenced to 275 years in prison and I think 11 months, very precise, 275 years and 11 months. For murdering 11 people, he was uh, convicted, thrown into jail, and then he escaped and came to the United States. Immigration Customs Enforcement captured him and arrested him, the Democrats want to defund ICE. They want to defund the police. They want to fund Hamas. The Democrat Party is not well. Uh, And then you remember the lady that was stabbed to death in front of her two little children in Pennsylvania was murdered by another illegal alien from Brazil who had also, uh, he was wanted for murder in Brazil too. This is what open borders can do for you. Well, I have a number of updates that are very important on our open borders, thanks to Joe Biden and the Democrats and the media. Hey, do you have uh, maybe nasty odors in your home or your office that you really like to get rid of? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking and litter boxes and trash cans and cigarette smoke, and even leftists are no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor. And there are no expensive filters to have to buy and go online to get and replace on a schedule. Come on. You can hold an Eden Pure thunderstorm in one hand, plug it into the wall, starts humming along like nobody's business. Hundreds of thousands of units already sold. Thousands of five-star reviews on Al Gore's amazing internet. You can check them out yourself. And this week... I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorms because right now you can save $200 American on three Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifiers for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200 for you. 
Just go to EdenPureDeals.com, enter the discount code CHRIS. That's me, C-H-R-I-S. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. And because you hang with me, you get free shipping, which is nice. Yeah, so we had these uh, these uh, Brazilians and, um, you know, murderers on the loose in the United States. No big deal. Democrats are fine with that racist. Well, I've got some updates for you that uh, will curl, curl your toes. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. The Brazilian that was convicted of murdering 11 people and then escaped from prison... uh, and came to the United States and was picked up by uh, ICE, and the Democrats were angry because they're anti-ICE. You know, they uh, they don't like ICE. They they don't like law enforcement. They like crime. That's the thing. And Pennsylvania fugitive. Remember the Pennsylvania fugitive, Danilo Cavalcante, shot and killed student near food truck in Brazil before fleeing to the United States. But he slipped past airport security after authorities failed to file his arrest warrant in time because, you know, Democrats, the uh, the Democrats are the party of crime and mayhem. And uh, then, of course, he escaped from prison here and went and stabbed his, uh, you know, he he stabbed his girlfriend to death uh, in front of her two little children. Then he escaped again. Brazil, what's the matter you? Yeah, so the illegal alien from Brazil that murdered his alleged girlfriend in front of her two little children by stabbing her dozens of times. Um, Then he escaped from prison, you may remember, and he was on the loose in the woods of Pennsylvania for weeks, and and it was madness. Brazil, and and it was uh, strange because that was days after Boston ICE agents caught a Brazilian illegal immigrant who was wanted in Brazil because he had been convicted of murdering 11 people in Brazil, sentenced to more than 275 years in the penitentiary. And uh, then he escaped down there, came to the United States, and went to Democrat land because, you know, Democrats. That's uh, it's a Democrat thing. It's uh, it's an amazing it's an amazing story and uh, there is uh, an update and I have uh, multiple updates and and the word terrorist comes into it um, again and again and also Chinese Chinese Joe Biden is not on our side the Democrats are not on our side they're not on the side of the United States of America they are an anti-American party I'm not calling names I'm just telling you what's going on here let's uh, let's go to the telephones before I get back to the next round of terrorists let's go to let's go to jack calling from washington dc 
Jack, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? I'm great, Jack. What do you say? Well, uh, well, first of all, i got to say that I enjoyed Cashmere when you opened up for this segment, but since it's about the border, I think when the levee breaks was more appropriate. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe we can come back with, uh, we'll come back with, uh, you know, a uh, uh, big old levee, levee going to break. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, so hey, I got I, so I got an anecdote for you, but first I want to I want to mention this. Uh, two days ago, you mentioned the caravan organizer down in South America was uh, was very puzzled that the U.S. intelligence uh, wasn't aware of this caravan that there was a big play on it or on our country. Um, don't you think that the 51 former intelligence officials would have seen this coming from like a mile away? I would uh, like to think that with the trillions of dollars that we pay and certainly hundreds of billions every year for national security and for intelligence gathering and all of the capabilities, technical and otherwise, that we've developed, that uh, none of this would come as a surprise to our our fantastical government in Washington, D.C. But I, I think you're being a little tongue-in-cheek, Jack, because we no longer have any faith or confidence in our intelligence community since the the letter signed by the 51, none of whom have faced any consequences, nor will any of them face any consequences whatsoever for what is effectively an information operation or a disinformation operation that was run and operated by our most senior intelligence officials against the American people with an eye toward influencing the outcome of the 2020 presidential election in favor of Joe Biden and the Democrats. Those are criminal activities that we pay the Central Intelligence Agency to engage in in third world countries to keep the real bad guys from taking over. But they literally ran this information operation against us, penitentiary face Brennan and and so many intelligence officials that ought to be held accountable. Uh, so I have no faith, and I have no faith in the FBI anymore, in uh, the Justice Department under Joe Biden and Merrick Garland, no faith whatsoever. I have no faith in our intelligence community to do anything right. And you're right, this, uh, you know, uh, whatever, criminals without borders, uh, sin fronteras, uh, this guy who's uh, been ushering caravans of illegal aliens to our border for years now, and all of this is fine, dual citizen, U.S. and Mexican, uh, dual citizen. And, uh, yeah, and he was puzzled. He was puzzled, since you mentioned it, Jack, as to how the uh, American government could allow this to happen. And he said, you know, all these uh, governments south of our border have ganged up to create a crisis in the United States of America, and this guy, this guy would know. Where's the American intelligence? Don't they know that the, all the countries are conspiring against the United States to make sure they have this crisis? Irreno Mujica is, uh, you know, uh, the, the criminals sin fronteras. Um, and now, wh- what is your thinking on this, Jack? Well, you know, intelligence is a uh, loose term, as you know, over here in D.C., but, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, as, as, as with anyone else who's, who's paying attention like yourself, I think it's a big play. Um, and I've, I've got a, I've got a short story. Uh, a couple years ago, I was visiting uh, El Centro U.S. Border Patrol Processing Center, just on a visit, and uh, talking with an agent. And uh, he he told me, you know, more or less off the record, that uh, a couple years back they apprehended two Yemenis terror suspects who were on the terrorist watch list and the no-fly list. So they apprehended them, processed them, find out that they're from Yemen, and. 
per per uh, you know protocol, they they check with the FBI. FBI confirmed that this is okay. They could publish this. And when they released it publicly, a couple hours later, the White House called and uh, informed them that they needed to remove the the publication, but not before Reuters picked it up. So you can now you know view this. It was from like April 2021. But uh, interesting how the narrative didn't quite fit with the border crossing, and uh, you know that 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 information had to be uh, censored more or less. Over to you, Chris. Well, you know they. they uh... They're not alone. The uh, these Yemenis who are in, and Yemen is a hotbed of uh, of radical Islamic terrorism and terror groups, and and uh, that country is not alone, of course, in um, in being a hotbed of radical Islamic terrorism and and jihadis. But the the number of of uh, illegal aliens crossing our border who are on the terror watch list has skyrocketed, of course, under Joe Biden and the Democrats. And the news media is fine with this. They act like it's no big deal, you know, and like New York wouldn't be a primary target for these people. It's, it's extraordinary. You know, during President Trump's four years as president, a total of 11 people on the terror watch list were nabbed at our southern border coming into the United States of America illegally. And since Joe Biden became president, the numbers have gone crazy. Now, Again, the four years of President Trump in the White House, uh, 17, 18, 19, and 20, we had two, six, zero, and three people on the terror watch list coming into the United States, caught coming into the United States. Now, just last month, um, September, well, uh, now more than last month, September uh, of this year, 18 people on the terror watch list were nabbed at our southern border. Again, a total of 11 over the course of four years of President Trump, 18 in the month of September under Joe Biden. In fact, since Joe Biden became president, again, 11 over the course of four years for Donald Trump. And uh, and Joe Biden's first year in office, 15 on the terror watch list caught at our southern border. In uh, fiscal year 2022, 98, 98 captured at our southern border. And in the fiscal year 2023, 169 people on the terror watch list captured at our southern border. That might suggest that the number of people on the terror watch list uh, has increased very, very dramatically because they believe the border to be open and available to them and that we have lots and lots of bad guys coming into the country, which can only lead to bad things, Jack. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there's more because uh, because I've got more. It's uh, it's completely crazy. And listen, Jack, thank you for uh, thank you for checking in and thank you for paying attention and uh, thanks for caring because it seems so many people out there don't actually care. Just uh, just extraordinary. Now let me uh, let me add today's updates. Um, the ice operation in Philadelphia removes non-citizen wanted for murder in Mexico. They put out a a release yesterday, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ERO. We have to reduce everything to an acronym, don't you know? The Enforcement and Removal Operations Branch of of ICE, uh, Immigration Customs Enforcement. You know, the government is a whole other language, isn't it? So the ERO office, Enforcement Removal Operations, in Philadelphia removed Juan Martinez Marita, a citizen of Mexico, 
with a final order of removal to to Mexico on October 26th. Um, Martinez Merida is a foreign fugitive wanted by law enforcement authorities in Mexico for murder. And they got him in Philadelphia, Juan Martinez Merida, uh, detained by U.S. border uh, at least seven times. Now listen, listen to this. Juan Martinez Merida had been detained at the U.S. border at least seven times and allowed voluntary departure. On an unknown date and an unknown location, Martinez entered the United States without admission or parole by an immigration official. So ERO Philadelphia arrested Martinez on August 22nd of 2023 and charged him with inadmissibility in accordance with the Immigration and Nationality Act. But listen, seven times Democrats, so they held him, and the, and the Democrats want ICE to be abolished because they want more murder. Now, there's more. Accused terror suspect arrested in New York City after past street release in Arizona. Now, what the hell is that? Because that's not English past street released. Well, it's government language, of course. The dateline is New York. KVOA is the news organization. A 29-year-old non-citizen, that's a euphemism for an illegal alien, was arrested on October 17th in New York City following a brief encounter earlier this month with U.S. Border Patrol in Lukeville, Arizona. But what, what was he doing in New York then? The man whose identity has not been released was reportedly unlawfully present here in the U.S. He was unlawfully present here in the U.S. That's an illegal alien. And wanted by Senegalese authorities, Senegal, Africa, for a multitude of reported terror crimes. A Senegalese Muslim terrorist. Those crimes included criminal conspiracy in relation to a terrorist organization, destruction, degradation, damage in retaliation to a terrorist organization, acts or preparatory acts aimed at compromising public safety or causing serious political troubles. These are laws in Senegal. Direct provocation of an armed crowd, direct provocation of a, an armed crowd and holding arms without prior administrative, administrative authorization. So this guy, and they're not releasing his name, um, it wasn't until October 10th that ERO, New York City, here we go again with the ERO, uh, but this time in New York City and not Philadelphia, was notified by Homeland Security that the non-citizen was wanted in Senegal for terrorist activities. ERO New York City Field Office Director Kenneth Jolano said non-citizens who are engaged in or suspected of supporting terrorism are a direct threat to our country's national security and will be expeditiously removed from the United States. We've got uh, an open border, however. So we've got this uh, terror suspect, no big deal, right? And let's uh, go further. ICE arrests African illegal immigrant wanted in Senegal for terror offenses who was released into the United States. Republicans, but not Democrats, have raised concerns about terrorists entering via the southern border. And so here it is, this guy uh, was encountered at our border, and they say, oh, you can go, just go into the United States. You know, we're not here to actually stop terrorists from getting into the country. Pay no attention to any of this. 
So we got the murderers from Mexico, the mass murderer from Brazil, the other murderer from Brazil, the terrorists from Senegal, and we just wave them into the United States. Also today, suspect in killings of nine Americans, nine Americans in Mexico removed from U.S. What? What's this? That's right, this guy, an illegal alien here in the United States. Uh, who is um, uh, wanted in the killings of uh, a family, a couple of families actually in Mexico, um, of Mormons that were visiting Mexico. And these creeps, this guy, um, is the suspect. And they killed a little baby and a little, uh, there was a two-year-old child Murdered, I think, an eight-month-old baby murdered. The parents murdered. And and then he just came to the United States because, you know, you're a Democrat party. Isn't it amazing? And they're roaming around the United States free and clear because of Joe Biden and the Democrat party. It's an amazing thing to see. Suspect in killings of nine Americans in Mexico, part of a cartel in Mexico that murdered these babies, children, and parents, and pay no attention to that. Enforcement and removal operations. There's ERO again, Houston, in a, um, uh, with assistance from ERO Mexico. They have their own ERO there. And the uh, uh, Security Alliance for a Fugitive. Uh, it's just all these organizations. Benito Granillo San Augustin, 37-year-old, unlawfully present Mexican national. He's unlawfully present. They, they can't bring themselves to use these, these words. It's just extraordinary. But this guy and all these guys, murderers, mass murderers, cartel members, terrorists, uh, and uh, this was not happening under President Trump. The Democrats apparently want more of this. When I say apparently, I think what I mean to say is clearly. Just extraordinary. Your Democrat Party. Mass murderers, terrorists, fugitives. If you vote Democrat... This is what you want more of. This is not normal. This is being used by the countries to make sure they get what they want from the United States. And Joe Biden has lost. I'm, I'm completely stunned. See, we make good. We make good. Jack wanted more Led Zeppelin. Big old Levy. Yeah, there's suspect in the killings of nine Americans returned to Mexico. 24-year-old Gustavo Ivan Hernandez Cabral captured at a motel in Albuquerque. He had uh, illegally crossed our border so many times that they lost track. He had been ejected from the U.S. several times, and he just kept strolling back across because there is really nothing to stop him. He's wanted in the massacre of... Um, of three women and six children who were members of the LeBaron, Langford, and Johnson families 
associated with the independent Mormon settlement in LeBaron, uh, 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 of LeBaron Chihuahua, the Chihuahua province. And, and the, uh, the dead, 30-year-old Ronita Miller, 43-year-old Donna Langford, 29-year-old Christina Maria Langford Johnson, and then the children, of course, 12-year-old Howard Miller, all murdered, 11-year-old Trevor Langford, uh, 10-year-old Crystal Miller, uh, and, uh, and then 2-year-old Rogan Langford, and of course the twins, the 8-month-old twins, Titus and Tiana Miller, all murdered. And this murderer is wanted for these murders in Mexico, and he fled the country, came to the United States. Law enforcement that the Democrats want to defund captured him in a motel in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he has now been returned to Mexico, which means he'll probably be back in Albuquerque in a couple of weeks. But this is what open borders mean. This is what it's all about. And now, you know, the five Democrat mayors that came to Washington yesterday, they, uh, the Biden White House was offering the sanctuary cities $1.4 billion. L.A., New York City, Chicago, Denver. They, um, they want money. They want cash. And Biden says, I'll give you $1.4 billion. They said, no, we want $5 billion. We need $5 billion because of all the illegal aliens. They're sanctuary cities. Just raise taxes in the sanctuary cities. I don't want to pay for your sanctuary city policies. You dimwits, you nitwits. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.